Welcome to Becoming the Influential Me, the podcast. I'm Michelle Chikanda, and today I want to talk to you about waiting for the perfect moment. Um, so many times in all our lives, we wait for the perfect, perfect moment before we can make a move. And I have to say, after years and years and years of telling people, just do it. Um, you know, don't wait for the perfect moment because the perfect moment will never come. I found out last week or two weeks ago when I was away that I'm a massive hypocrite. <laughs> I have been sitting on something for over ne- nearly nearly two years now that I've been meaning to share with my community and just haven't. Why? Because I was waiting for the perfect moment. I wasn't sure if it was the perfect thing to share. I wasn't sure if it would be received well. What am I talking about? I did an interview with a friend of mine called Jean-Robert Riesnick. He was the former CEO of Accor and a club med and a number of different other um, interesting French businesses. He is now in in his, I guess, post-working age, working on projects, developing, and he's a very close friend of the King of Morocco, which is where we um, did this interview. The reason I hadn't shared this interview with you again is because I was fulfilling my head with fear. It's not perfect enough. It's not right. What if, you know, all these doubts, you know, what if it shows people that I'm not professional? Uh, And then somebody said to me, a wise man (laughs) said to me, what good is it, you know, if it's in your drawer, as it were? Isn't it better for it to serve one person while it's out than for it to serve absolutely nobody whilst it's tucked away in your multiple files on your computer? And I said, okay, fair enough. So I thought I would put it out there. I hope that A, you get some really interesting business insight from this interview um, and also have an understanding of the thinking of a CEO, number one. Number two, I also hope that you understand that sometimes perfection isn't everything. And um, and I'm in this in this interview. I'm there in my swimming costume. Why? Because he said to me, Michelle, on the day I said, can can you give me a chance to you know to go back and refresh and get you know a shirt on or something? And he said, Michelle, life and business are about taking chances. You either take this moment now to ask me whatever you want to ask me and record it, or forget it. And then I said, okay, let me not wait for the perfect moment. So I got the first part right. (laughs) And then um, I did the interview and it was so much fun and he loved it. He actually invited me to do another one with him, which you guys will be privy to when we eventually get around to it post lockdown. But I did the first action and then I was so, I riddled, I talked myself out of of um, actually putting it out there, which was my mistake. But now you guys get to see it and I hope you enjoy it. Um, I'd love to hear from you, your questions, your ideas on what he has to say. And if you haven't already, please, please, please subscribe um, to this channel. Um, but yes, here he is, enjoy. I'm here with Jean-Robert Resnick. We're sitting here by the beach. He is the former CEO of Accor Group and Club Med as well. And today I just really want to take a moment to have him share some of his insights from not only his life in business, but the more interesting aspects like the time that he spent with influential people like Mandela and also just discover what his thoughts are around uh, how to get ahead in life, how to get ahead in your career and how to um, develop in business and in life. So John, Robert, thank you so much for taking the time out to... So, catch up. Thank you to you and uh, to your friend. I am so glad to have some people coming from South Africa. For me, your country is one of the best memories in my life. 
Okay. One of the best and some moment one of the worst. I am going to tell you what Please about. Please do, yes. <laughs> so I was asked a long time ago by Mr. Leclerc uh, to come and develop Club Med in, in South Africa. Uh-huh. I have developed in Mauritius and I had a lot of South Africans who were coming in Mauritius and uh, Réunion, more in Mauritius, by the way, to have some holidays in Club Med. Uh-huh. And so I came and I visit your country. I visit all your country. For me, Le Cap is probably one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Uh-huh. And I have visited uh, Johannesburg and then I go in Pretoria. I have a very good friend called Barry Crystal, uh-huh. who was in charge of the advertising in your country for Club Med. And uh, you, minister, asked me to develop Club Med in your country. Uh-huh. And I say, well, I hope that Mr. Mandela will be liber- liberated because I don't know how we can develop something with a man such like him in jail. Yeah. So he said, but we'll go and visit. So I visit. I go in Transkei. I go in the homeland and so on. And I go with my good friend Sol Kuzner, who unfortunately is no more here. Uh-huh. Him and his son were good friends. And I have attracted them in Mauritius. And they have developed different hotels of the, the group in Mauritius, saint Geron and other hotels. And I have very good link with them. We create together in, uh, in Bahamas some resorts, very important ones and so on. So your minister asked me to visit. At the end of the visit, he told me, are you ready to develop combat? And I say, yes, I'm ready. So he said, let's make an interview in Pretoria. Yeah. So we go in the TV in Pretoria, and he asked me in front of the TV, he said, Mr. Resnick, are you ready as Clumel, chief executive, to develop in my country? And I say, yes, I am ready. I have only one question. Uh-huh. You know, I don't want to ask you, you one man, one vote, because I know you are going to refuse it. Mm-hmm. But are you going to authorize the wedding between black and, and, white. Yeah. and he cut the interview, he <laughs> takes me to the airport and I go and such a way I have never developed Club Med in your country. Oh, wow. This is a true story. Then I come back, so I'm a lawyer. Yeah. And I was asked by the lawyer of Mr. Mandela at the moment that he was liberated. Yeah. And I take the credit of, me, of uh, the chief executive and the president of South Africa to have done that because he was courageous himself. He was yeah. courageous also yeah. to liberate him. So I have appreciated that. He invited me to the Mondial of Rugby. Mm-hmm. So I was there at his side when we had this magnificent victory. I played rugby, you know, I was uh, yeah. playing half I was number nine in the French uh, junior team. Uh-huh. So for me, to have South Africa winning and winning now again. Exactly. It's Most a great recently. moment. It's <laughs> a great moment. Absolutely. So I am in love with your country. I am in love with the people. I am a little worried about the succession of presidents that you yes. have got. Yes. I hope that finally you, you will get a real, real man or real woman Absolutely, of right. the quality of uh, Mr. Mandela because your country deserves that. I agree. You need to have somebody of that kind because the company 
your country is rich. Yes. The population is nice. Yes. It will be a pity if you are not one of the leader of the south of the Southern African Africa. world. I mean, it's much the same in most of Africa. Well, it's such it's a beautiful and uh, glad, part of the world. I'm glad because the king of Morocco like very much your country. And one of his deputies, Mounafed uh, Al-Alami, has created a company with one of your great companies in South Africa. Is an insurance company, very important one. Uh -huh. And he's a very good friend. I, I hope that we are going to develop a lot of things Fantastic. in your country. Fantastic. I do have a, a question, though. I mean, you were the CEO of Club Med. This is like a, a, a big, highly high-profile company. And you have commercial interests. You have to make money as a business. What gave you the guts or the courage to go into somewhere where they want you to do something that will is in your commercial interests? For you to bring up a political something that could have made you re that did make you unpopular you know, in that the moment. The story is not political. Yeah, it's a question of people. Yes. The most important thing in life is yeah. people. Yes. So, what interests me in doing the business I am doing? I am a lawyer originally. Yeah. I am not at all a man of, of tourism. Yeah. I am in the tourism by accident. Yeah. I'm a tourist because uh, the king of uh, Morocco and then Bourguiba and then Mahathir in Malaysia and then Suharto in Indonesia and then Mr. Ten Xiaoping asked me to develop in their country. Uh -huh. That's why I'm in tourism. And what interests me is creating job. For people. The most important thing is creating job, but not any kind of job. Mm. Job where the people are going to be proud to do it. Mm. And you know, the most important thing is to be at the service, don't meet to be servitor. I yes. don't know if you understand I that. understand. It's about purpose. You have, to be, you have to be servitor and master, which is a, a story yeah. which is put in all the story of uh, service in France. Yeah. And which means when you are at the service, you are master. Yeah. And the thing is to create that people who work in serving others are proud to do it because they know their country, because they present their country. So culture is a key. Mm. And the key of tourism is to create a touristic event about, about culture, about art, mm. about education. This is what interests me. So for you, it's about higher purpose and you really became a master through service by serving other people and, and serving the communities and giving the people a, a better life, effectively. You know, I have more learned yeah. from the people in the different country. Mm. I'm more learned of the people who learn in Morocco, in Tunisia. I have the chance to work very close with Bourguiba mm -hmm. and Bourguiba was a an incredible man uh -huh. who promotes women. Uh -huh. He was the first one. You know, the vote was first in Tunisia before France for the women. Wow. Uh -huh. So uh, Nasser was an incredible guy uh -huh. in, in Egypt and Salat who decided and who, who killed himself uh -huh. deciding to go to the Knesset to make the presentation. This one, this people were men of peace Yes. And they have been all, always, always strong in developing tourism and leisure in their country. Mm. And at the same time, what you have to do, and sometimes, unfortunately, it's late, mm -hmm. it's education. Education, yes, of course. education, yes. education. Yes. So what we have to do really, all, in all of the world, 
is to make education. Why? Because education is the only way to save the world from fundamentalism. Yes. Any fundamentalism. Yeah. Religious fundamentalism, political fundamentalism is the same. Mm. Fundamentalism is the danger of the world. Even inter- internet fundamentalism, which is taking over my generation, right? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. so absolutely. And, and, and along those lines around, you know, how you get, you, you had to get things, you had to make things happen in your career. You know, you have to get licenses, you have to get people to agree to do this, to do that, in order to, to provide, yeah. Passions. But, the but, real world is passions. Yeah. Is to take time, and I learned with my father. My father was developing development of, uh, not on not real estate, but development of agricultural development uh-huh. in France, in southwest of France. And I have learned with him passions, how to convince people to put the things together, to make it happen. And, and in tourism, like in life. Yes. Like in life with a woman. Uh-huh. You have to decide her to make things happen. Yes. And for this, you need patience. You need to listen. Uh-huh. And listen again. And listen another time. And so, more you listen, yeah. and more you are able to understand. Yeah. And understanding is the key of the story. If you don't understand others, how you can develop anything with them? How you can be in your life with your children, with your wife, with your friend? It's impossible. So tourism, making money is coming after, not before. You make money because you have understood, because you have created things who are important for the good life of the people. If you don't create value. Yes. Why you want to make money? You you know you don't deserve yes. to make money. Yes. You deserve only to be what greedy. Mm. It's not worth. But people say to me, uh, Michelle, I work in this job, and I'm in this environment, and I I have this degree and that degree. It should just come to me. Why do I have to, you know, make tea? Why do I have to do all of this? Why do I have to find out what other people's passions are? No, no, I just no, no, no. I just want things to come to me. No, no. Nothing is going to come to you. You have to come to the things. Mm -hmm. Don't make things for your country that Mm. you don't deserve to do it for your country. Yeah. Remember, Mr. Kennedy? Yes. Make make first for your country. Yes. And your country will give you something. Don't think that you need the country is asked to give you something. You know what's happened mainly in France now. Mm -hmm. The problem in France today is that the people is waiting from the government. But yes. the government is not there to solve the problem. Mm. They have to serve the government. They have to do the job. They have to, they serve have the to understand. Yeah. They have to, uh, to do what the, what the country needs. Yeah. They have to do what their family needs, yeah. what their education needs. If you wait like that, nothing is going to happen. So what do you have to say to somebody who says, you know, I'm frustrated in my career, but I want to be a CEO like you. I want to be hanging out with kings. I want to be hanging out with presidents. You don't decide to be a CEO. (laughs) You are a CEO because people think, and first little people think that you, you are making things for them. Okay. I don't believe in people who say, come on. I make this study. I do should be a CEO. A CEO. Yeah. I should be. All the best people who have worked with me, and yeah. I have many, yeah. really. All of them have started first 
in beginning in low business mm -hmm. and and learning about how to grow mm -hmm. and to learn how to grow you need one thing very important mm -hmm. which is the education of loving people i say loving people yes loving people so you have to love the people if you don't love the people why you want that the people like you they are not going to like you. So you need to make that they are going to learn, that they are going to grow. Mm -hmm. If you are not able to, to train people, to make the education for, to the people, yeah. why you want they respect you? They have no reason to respect you. And why you want that the shareholder nominate you? Each time I've been nominated in a function, yeah. I've been nominated first by the people, not and by, then the, by the people at the top. The shareholder, after they say, well, gee, this guy is making all what he can to to grow. And sometimes I have been lousy, believe me. Yeah. Like everybody, I've made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. But the only problem is to say, well, gee, I've done some mistake. I'm crazy. So I have to accept to be thrown out. Yes. I have been thrown out three times. And I have grown again three times. I see. And so, and give it's me. It's not finished, and perhaps I will do a fourth time. <laughs> and and what did you do? Because that's a setback, and and everybody experiences those. What did you do? I mean, the first. Let's talk about the first time. The first time you were thrown out because you made mistakes and whatever. How did you? What was your mindset to get back into the game? You know, when I was thrown out, I was thrown out of Club Med. So you were thrown out of Club Med. I was thrown out of Club Med. And you were a Mr. regional Trigano. manager. I was the chief executive of yeah. all the group. Okay. And uh, the, the founder, one of the founder, he had a son. And yeah. he wanted to put his son. So he had to understood that he wanted to put his son. Yes. So it was difficult. Yeah. So I make him paid. The only thing, make the people paid. <laughs> when they don't respect you, they have to pay. So you have paid. Yeah. And then after, I have created a company of advising. Yes. And I was working after with Mr. Uh, the, uh, the, the head of Pierre Vacances, uh -huh. who is a great guy. So I have worked with him, and they have worked with Mr. Attali, uh -huh. who was president of Air France, and Spinetta, uh -huh. president of uh, Air Inter, and uh, president of Utera, Mr. And I put together the three companies uh -huh. to create all the leisure part of the three companies. And then it, it was political position, you uh -huh. know, because uh, government is controlling Air, Air France. France yeah. So when it changed... I was obliged to go. Yeah. And I do it again with Accor as an advisor and I develop Accor. Accor has one hotel in, mm. in uh, Asia Pacific. Yeah. So I told them, look, I have done development in Asia Pacific for Clement. Perhaps I can do it for you. So they give me the franchise of all the brands and I have created Accor Asia Pacific in Sydney on mm. the stock exchange with some friends with David Bafsi, a great lawyer. <laughs> it sounds like you had a lot of fun. <laughs> and I had a lot of fun. Yeah. And I had a lot of fun because each time I had the chance to meet political people who were aware mm -hmm. of what they have to do. Ten Xiaoping in China, uh -huh. he helped me a lot. Bourguiba in Tunisia, he helped me a lot. And... King Hassan II yeah. and now his son they have helped me because we are doing what? Creating job creating activity okay. and okay. the key is that not just what 
what is useful in tourism? Yeah. Tourism is useful for what? Yeah. To make the people meet other people, that they enter in contact with the culture of the mm. country. So you have to train the people for they are able to transmit the culture. Yeah. If the people receive people in Morocco, mm. they are not able to tell you this is our music, this is our culture, yeah. this is our cooking, this is our life. Yeah. What they transmit to you? Nothing. So you come and you go and you stay at the sun, sun, oh, basic suit. <laughs> yeah. What is the interest? No yeah. interest. Zero. Mm, Zero. It's true. So the interest is the meeting between people. Is that the people who come in holiday, mm. that the people who come to visit, they enter in contact with the population who are able to answer them. Yeah. And to answer them and they to welcome education. them really, they need education, mm. education, education, education. And again, education. So, I mean, my next question after that was going to be, why do these people listen to you? Why did, you know, Accor listen to you when you said, you know, I can develop, uh, I've developed um, developments in in Asia and I can do it again for you. Why did they listen to you? Why did the king in Morocco listen to you? Why did they listen to you in South Africa, albeit briefly? (laughs) How you convince a beautiful woman to love you? How you convince her? <laughs> I don't Making know. Making that she believe in you. Uh. And for this, business is the same thing. If people don't believe in you, so you have to be steady, convincing, coming by one door, coming by by the window, <laughs> they throw it by that, you come back again by the door, <laughs> and you, you say, well, I am there to do that. I'm sure that this is important for you. Mm-hmm. And you have to be convincing. You have to be convinced yourself first. So you have to be convinced yourself, and then you have to be resilient, because like you say, you go through the door, you go through the back door, you go through the window. Um, and then how do you, and you, and you keep uh, communicating the same message, or how do you communicate such that they hear you? Because there is some, not one rule. Yeah. You know, there is not one rule. Each people... Each interlocutor is different. Mm-hmm. Each chief executive, each political is different. Mm-hmm. So you have to find what is his real roots, the roots of the people who are in front of you. Mm-hmm. If you are not able yes. to think and to feel what is his motivation, uh-huh. if you don't know the motivation of the people who are in front of you, if you don't understand what he means, uh-huh. and if you don't touch his heart and his head, because you have to touch his heart and his head, both, yeah. you have a chance. If you don't do that, you have no chance. Okay, Stop. and we're done. Thank you so much. Um, we've got to cut the interview short. We're done. But um, it's been really insightful, and, and we've shared so many great ideas with Jean Robert, a, a, a friend. And uh, we look forward to meeting again another time. Thank you so much. Anytime. Wasn't that fascinating? I think you may have struggled to hear some of the things that he had to say, but I think it's brilliant how he um, shares with you that he's a normal person. 
and going through and understanding business from the lens of normal human beings. Sometimes we idolize people in power or successful people and make them less human. But as you saw, after so many years of experience, he's still just like you and me, somebody who has learned a lot and applied what they've learned. So this week's lesson for me was don't wait for the perfect moment, just put it out there. And if what I did, me putting it out there helped you, then please do let me know. Until next time.